You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. We have been in a series. Alina started that series last week. I did. Which was great. Uh, she talked on Psalm 23, but we're calling this series Songs of Summer, and we're spending about two months in the book of Psalms, learning, drawing from Psalms. Now, the book of Psalms is a collection of ancient songs. There's poems in it, there is songs, and it's one of those books that uh, ancient people or Jewish people used to memorize and recite them um, along a long walk or in the morning. Yeah, on the journey to Jerusalem, exactly. right? They were the psalms that they would recite. They would, they would pray these psalms mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of insights in these psalms. There's a lot that we can learn. There are 150 psalms that we have in our Bible. It's right in the middle of the Bible. If you've never read it, it's right there. And these psalms are generally in, in, in three categories. Every psalm will fall in one of these three categories. It's either a psalm of wisdom. It's a psalm of lament. Or it's a psalm of praise. Those are the three categories that you will find psalms. And today we're going to learn from Psalm 103, 103, which is one of my favorite psalms, probably one of your favorite psalms too. It is. And I think it's widely known, but we don't know it's Psalm 103. Yeah. Like we hear it. Yeah, we hear it it quoted a lot. Yeah, but you just Um, don't know. And I hope that by the end of this discussion, by the end of our conversation, it'll be yours too. You'll be able to say, oh, this is one of my favorite Psalm, Psalm 103. So we're going to go verse by verse, and we're going to break it down for you. So let's begin. The first verse is very crucial because the first verse sets the tone for the entire psalm. So we're going to spend some time in this first verse. This is what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, this We believe this was written by, by David, King David. And, and this is the foundation of the psalm, the foundation of this prayer. He begins with, bless the Lord. Bless right? the Lord, O oh my soul. Which is a call to action. It's like he's talking to himself. Yeah. Saying, hey, regardless of what you're feeling right now, yeah. hey soul, bless the Lord. Exactly. Oh my soul, yeah. my mind, my heart, let's engage here. Yeah. Let's focus. It's a call to action, call. but not only a call to action, it's, it's a posture. Mm-hmm. It's a way to live life. Mm-hmm. He's framing this in a way that, hey, this is how we should live our lives. Mm-hmm. So when we bless the Lord, when we say bless the Lord, what we're doing is we're focusing on who he is. We're setting our eyes on him. And we say that a lot here in that community. We do. We, we talk about, well, because it's easy to get so self-involved and focus on what's going on in your life that you forget that there is a God who's in control and can change our situation yeah. at any time. Yeah. So. And uh, he also says, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, focusing on God really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Saying bless the Lord really makes a difference. But when he, when he reassures, like all that is within me, bless his holy name, there's two things here that we need to focus, right? All that is within me, what are we talking about? Our talents, our dreams our aspirations, our sadness, our ambitions, our opinions, our opinions, our fears, our feelings, feelings, all of it. 
everything that our is victories in me. Our and victories our and losses, the highs, the lows, yeah. all of our it. Our joy, our anxiety, mm-hmm. everything, all that is within me, all of our convictions. This really causes us to reflect on who we are. And I don't know if you've stopped to think about who you are recently. Not who you intend to be, not who you think you could be in the best days, but who you actually are. Like through this pandemic, has this pandemic changed you? Have you become more bitter, more lonely, more joyful, more fit, more relaxed, more fit, or you the opposite? Time. You could have just did you get the COVID fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> or did you lose the COVID fifteen for exactly. those time? <laughs> exactly. And these are these are important questions for us to ponder upon. Are you kind or are you rude? Mm-hmm. Are you holy? Are you sinful? Do you lose your temper easily? Are you patient? Are you corrupt or are you virtuous? Do you have a strong sense of self-control? Or are you somebody who's always tripping on the same obstacle, always committing the same sin, even though you try and you try to hold on? This is what David is calling to. All that is within us, everything that is within you, all of those parts of you, he's calling us to bless God. And then he says, Bless his holy name. What does blessing mean? Well, I think in this sense, bless is to exalt, right? Yeah. It's to lift. Yeah. It's to, and I think a little bit of it is to submit. Yeah. Like when he, when he says, bring all of you to God yeah. and bless his holy name is submit yeah. all of you to God. And yeah. that is blessing his holy name. Yeah. Typically, we think of blessing, we think of praise. Yeah. And when we think of praise, we think of songs, saying nice words. Joyful. Yeah. Yeah. But this has, has that meaning. This word blessed does have that meaning of submission. Submission. Like coming Submitted. under. Mm-hmm. Making God greater. Making mm-hmm. him bigger. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that, that means that we're exalting. Like you said, we're exalting God above all things. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the name, right? There's something special about name. He's saying, bless his holy name. Mm-hmm. When we think of name... We think of just something that identifies something, right? This is a TV. Yeah. That's a microphone. Um, this is a shirt. Yeah. This is a beautiful woman. <laughs> well, we don't name things with as much intentionality as they used to, mm. right? The naming of even people. Yeah. It used to be where the meaning, like the meaning of the name, was a person. Mm-hmm. Like that. That was it. Like you read throughout scriptures, Isaac. You know, meant he brings joy. Like. Yeah. There was, there was meaning to each name. So much so that God would change people's names. That's really good. Right? It wasn't just a, something to identify. It defined it the defined person. It defined the person yeah. so much so that God would change yeah. often someone's name. Yeah. So to bless his holy name, he is pointing to the name of name God. Of God. Yeah. And it means something. It does mean something. When, when, David, when David is doing that, he's calling us to submit ourselves to God's holy, he says holy, that means mm-hmm. unblemished, yes. perfect. And it's the quality of God's name. Now, the name of God was revealed to Moses when, when the, on, on the passage of the burning bush, the story of the burning bush. And if you're familiar with it, you probably remember that uh, when Moses was talking to God about liberating the people of Israel, he asked, like, who, who should I say that sent me? And God said, Yahweh. I am that I am. Yes, I am that I am. Or he who is and he who will be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like a more literal translation. But 
the God, I am who the I, I am. am. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the I am. He is all and, of it. And so the God who is present, who is there, who is holy. So he, he quickly becomes not only, this quickly becomes not only a call to worship and submission to God, but it's a lesson on how to do it. Mm-hmm. The psalm evolves into, okay, he has a holy name, we're to bless him, and this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh my gosh, how right? easy it is for us to forget. So easy. Like, it really, it really yeah. is. And this is like, we forget what God has done. Mm-hmm. We forget what people, we forget, we forget. We just, we get on with our lives and busyness and we forget yeah. what the triumphs that we've been brought through and how we've yeah. made it this far. It's easy to forget. And, 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 and David is reminding us, like, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. <laughs> Probably not like that. <laughs> it's, He's, he's reminding us, like, how do, how do you bless his holy name? You start by remembering. Yeah. Forget not. Yeah. Forget not, meaning Remember. keep it in your mind. Remember constantly his benefits. I think it's also important to note that that was an oral tradition, yeah. right? And remembering was so important yeah. that they would made, they made it. They made it a point it. to yeah. recite yeah. often and tell and share mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think that it does something to your soul as you're doing that. Yeah. Right. Keeping That's in front of you mm-hmm. what God has done and reciting it and telling the Witnessing. story and sharing yeah. that. It does something in you and it yeah. does something for others, yes. obviously, but yeah. it helps you to remember. Not when just you, remember here, no, but, no, but remember, sharing. Yeah. And re- you remember what God has done. It changes you. Oh, Yes. Like when you remember, it keeps you grateful. It keeps you grateful. It keeps you centered on yeah. the impossibilities that God has already brought you through. Because mm-hmm. th- when you're going through something, the emotions is, they're yeah. so big yeah. and they feel so huge that you're like, I can't. I'm stuck. I, I don't ob- see a way out. Yeah, because obstacles try to obstacles try to make the center of your life that thing. Well, right? this is what it does, right? You're going through something and it's this close, and all you can see is that. Yeah. But when you remember that God has brought you through something like that, it makes the the problem, it shifts it further. And so you're like, wait, but God has done impossible things before. Yeah. Why can't he take care of this? Yeah. It puts the God, it puts God's plan in the center Mm -hmm. and it removes that obstacle as the center. As the center. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and when, when you remember also, you remember by remembering, you put your life in context. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you're not just this person going through this one problem and that's all consuming you remember that your life is part of a context mm-hmm. so god can use even that difficulty even that's that that moment it's, of it's a page in the chapter yeah exactly it's not the whole book yes right yes, very it's just good. a page so what should you remember and this is when david begins to break down what we should remember constantly verse three who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. He's talking to his soul now, Mm -hmm. but he's also talking to our soul. He's talking to himself, remember. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So he's telling his soul, hey, God is the one who forgives your iniquity. He's the one who heals your diseases. And it's important for us to remember that God is the one who forgives. It's so easy for us to be carried uh, or or to carry these burdens of, of shame, of guilt, of regret. 
It's, and we need to remember that God forgives. Well, it's two reminders, right? One is that God forgives, and mm -hmm. two is that we have been forgiven. Mm. There's two, right? Because I think sometimes when you're on this journey, it sneaks up on you. The past wants to sneak up on you mm -hmm. and remind you of all the things that you've done. Yeah. So it's important to remember that God is a forgiver and that you have been already forgiven mm. and you continue to be forgiven, mm -hmm. right? It's a little bit like it's, things try to keep up and shame and guilt has this way of always trying to sneak back in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just, it's a important yeah. reminder. And the second part is God is the one who heals. And this is important for you to remember. If you have a condition, if you have something that you're battling uh, mentally or in your, in your body, Right? There's no taboo. There's, there's no judgment in, in, this, in, in what I'm saying right now. Let me just remind you to submit it to the name, mm -hmm. the name of God. He who is and he who will be the Holy One. Submit that to him. Have you done that? Have you blessed God with your body, even though your body might be sick? Have you blessed him with your mind, mm -hmm. even though you might be going through some difficulties? Let me encourage you to do that. Remember that God is the one who heals and he has healing for you. Yep. Let's go to the next one. You want to read the next one? Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who redeems your life from the pit. This is so good. How many times do we find ourselves in a pit of sorts, right? So like, many times. Just wake up in the morning and the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you can't seem to see the light. Yeah. It's just dark. Yeah. And you're like in a pit. And the truth is that if you if you bless the Lord, oh, my soul, right? If you decide to in that moment where you feel like you're at your darkest and you're in a pit, if you decide to bless the Lord and lift his holy name and exalt his holy name, you will see the shift that happens mm -hmm. in you being removed from the pit. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's as if your emotions line up with what the word of God says. Yeah, It's like you start to line up with what um, yeah. God has for you, mm -hmm. right? It's the exalting of God is taking your eyes off of yourself mm -hmm. and lifting his holy name and you will, you are removed from a pit. Yeah. And the pit, the pit is our environment, right? The pit yeah. is, is culture. The pit is those moments when if you, because in the world, like if you make a mistake that's grave enough, if your sin is filthy enough, um, there's no redemption for you. Yeah. You're, you're counted out. You're, you're counted as irredeemable. You're marked. You're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah. And, and what David is reminding us here is God can redeem you. Yeah. God redeems. Yeah. He restores he can lift you up. He can get you out of that. Yeah. And there's no sin. There's no mistake. There's no, there's no action that is too grave that, that, that in your past that, that God cannot transform, that he cannot yeah. re, uh, bring you out of. Yeah. And it's in God's presence that we find redemption. In God's presence, we are, you are redeemable. Everybody's redeemable. Yes. And then he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, which is, it's almost like him wrapping you up in his arms of yeah. love and in his mercy, right? It's like. Yeah. I love the word steadfast. Why? Because it means it endures. It can take a beating. It can go through the valley with you. Mm -hmm. It can resist temptation. 
mm-hmm. it can it can it can walk with you in the, your dark, darkest hour, and it can it can keep you conscious and humble in your brightest hour. Because what happens is um, sometimes when we're in the valley, we don't know if we're going to make it, and God's grace guides us through, and then we get to the mountaintop. You don't want to leave the grace after we remember. After we after we, we we're done remembering yeah. how, how, what what got us through, yeah. we can get to the mountaintop and think, "I did it! I got it! I did it! Yeah, I'm by my, like I did it." I was at this retreat on yeah. uh, this past week, and it was a beautiful place in Montana. And I'm sitting by the edge of a cliff, and this cliff led to a valley, and across the valley there was a river, and across the river the the valley continued, and then there was a mountain on the other end. And then another mountain. And I was just sitting there in one morning praying, reading the scriptures, just spending time with God. And I remembered this passage when Moses went up to the mountain. And I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me like, stand in the valley and bow down on the mountaintop. Stand in the valley and bow down on the mountaintop. I think that the steadfast love of God, when he stays with us, it reminds us when we're in the valley that we can stand, that we can fight through anything. And some of you are in valleys right now. You can stand in the valley. You can fight through anything. But when you get to the mountaintop, it also gives you humility to remember that God is the one who got you there, that you didn't get there on your own. So you bow down on the mountaintop. Why? Because you need humility on the mountaintop. You need to recognize who got you there. Yeah. And so if you're in the mountaintop right now, just recognize that it's the blessing of God that has gotten you there. Yep. It's the blessing and the mercy of God, his steadfast love that got you through everything that you've been through. And that gave you the ability to, to, to be in the mountaintop. Yep. Next verse. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Who satisfies you with good. Yeah. This is what I think about when I think about this verse specifically. Life is so tiring. It can be very tiring. We live in a world that um, years ago or, or a couple of decades ago, maybe more, when they were looking at 2020 or 2030s, they thought people are going to work an average of 20 hours a week and they're going to spend time in leisure. But the opposite has happened. We're busy. People are working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. We have not designed a life that re-energizes us. We have not been able to design a type of life that reinvigorates us, (laughs) reinvigorates us, reinvigorates us. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Some words are hard. (laughs) Lives that that are draining. We live lives that are draining, lives that are fatiguing. But what this tells us, God knows how to satisfy our soul with good. That's so beautiful. Yeah. He satisfies our soul with the kind of good that renews our strength. It gives us energy. That means that the more you are in his presence, the more you bless his holy name, the more you submit to him, the more energy you'll have, Mm -hmm. the more alive you'll feel. No matter your age, the more more full of energy and, and, and the more power you have in your spirit and your body test it yeah wake up early one morning and you think oh this is gonna i'm gonna be exhausted test it out wake up early one morning and spend time with god and see how you're not reinvigorated the rest of the day it's so true i said the word yeah (laughs) just test it out 
Because that's the presence of God actually produces some form of yeah. energy, like in your body, yeah. in your mind, you get you're clear minded for the mm -hmm. day. It's like you're, you're you have the energy to conquer the world and you're encouraged, you know, try it out. Yeah. And, and, and what happens is as you are reinvigorated. Got it. <laughs> Are you just going to say reinvigorated all, all, the, whole, all the, whole the whole time? time. Um, uh, what happens is you will get a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And it, it's almost like a compounded effect because you want, you're going to want to see the world a better place. And you'll have the energy to do that. Not only the world, your family, those around you, your, your workplace. Um, yep. And that's what God does. He satisfies us with good. All right, let's, let's continue. Why don't you read the next one, Ben? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. There's that steadfast love again. Yeah. I love the word steadfast. Now, there's a lot of talk about justice and oppression these days. And it's fair. But I don't see a lot of hope in those talks. It's really, it's really sad. There is a um, cloud of hopelessness yeah. when it comes to um, the, the topics and conversations of, you know, centered around conflict a lot yeah. and centered around disagreements and um, injustice, injustice and, yeah. and oppression and all that. But at the undertone of these conversations yeah. are not hopeful. No. And so, and the Bible is teaching us that, you know, the Lord, the Lord is working mm -hmm. and he will, he will fight on your behalf. Yeah. He and works he will, righteousness. He works righteousness. And justice. Yeah. As we spend, as we bless his holy name, he makes us righteous. And I love that he gives an example of what he calls us to do in this song, because it mm -hmm. says, remember, mm -hmm. forget not. And then he brings in Moses. Mm-hmm. So he's in the psalm, he's giving, giving us an example. Yeah, of, of a people group that were yeah. oppressed, oppressed under, Un, and, under slavery, yeah. under, um, you know, all kinds of... The military power of that day. Yes, all, yeah. call, all kinds of injustice. It yeah. wasn't just one kind, it was, yeah. you know, all kinds. And God brought them out of that. Yeah. And, and he, he used peop, a person... Yeah. To do that. And I think yeah. that's part of it. He's saying, hey, I will make you righteous, mm -hmm. right? So that you can do my work, so yeah. that you can set the captives yeah. free, so that you can liberate the oppressed. Yeah. Like he's calling us into action too Yeah. in that sense. Like there is a work that God wants to do yeah. and our blessing, his holy name yeah. makes that work. He has done it. He will do it again. He is doing it right now. Mm -hmm. It's hope filled. It is. Because we can complain our way all the way into despair. Oh. You can start your day well, have a day that you think this day is going to be a good day. And you go online, you go to social media, you see somebody make a post about something horrible that happened somewhere else. You read a headline and you go like, man. Never going to get out of this. And then you begin complaining because yeah. that's all we hear, right? Complain, complain, complain. By yeah. noon, you're full of despair, full of hopelessness, yeah. not knowing what's going to happen. Let me, let me encourage you to come back to this. Remind yourself that the Lord is merciful and gracious, mm -hmm. that the Lord is the one who looks out for us, and that he will work righteousness and justice for his people. It's, it's filled with hope, this passage. I yes. love it. Uh, next verse. 
He will not always chide, nor will, make, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repays us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love, again, that word steadfast, toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. I think of like when you have kids, and your kids mess up Mm -hmm. and do something, and you have all the reason to flip out because you've told them 1,700 times not to do something. Mm -hmm. And then they do it. That has never happened to us. (laughs) Then they do it. And then they look at you, they know they messed up, and they say, I'm sorry, it was yeah. an accident. How do you yeah. respond? Yeah. Right? I think of that picture uh-huh. because what do you remember? Man, they're just a kid. Yeah. They didn't mean to. Yeah. And it's that, right? It's the Lord looks at us and goes, they're my children. Yeah. It's like they're made from dust. Yeah. Right? I form them. They're, they are, in some ways, we're fragile. Yeah. You know, the, the immensity of God and the, you know, yeah. all-knowing sovereignty of the Lord. He knows we're fragile. Yeah. He knows we keep messing up. He knows. Yeah. And so he comes with his steadfast love and he shows his compassion to our once again mistake. Yeah. And instead of ch- chastising us, yeah. he comes with his steadfast well, love. Well, here's what happens, right? We design our God according to our image. And a lot of us don't have an accurate image of who God is. Because we have designed an image of God in our minds that is exactly as we are. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we, we are judgmental toward our, to towards ourselves. Quick We're, to Well, respond. we are judgmental towards ourselves. Yeah. We, don't, we, we think that what we've done is past forgiveness. Yeah. We think that what we've done deserves punishment. That we are to be punished. And, and that we deserve reproof. That that's what we deserve. And therefore... We approach God with that mindset that God is going to punish us because of what we've done. But what David is teaching us, what the scripture is teaching us, what the psalm is teaching us, is that God does not judge us according to our sins. Mm-hmm. He judges us according to his love for us. Mm-hmm. He deals with us not according to our sin. He deals with us according to his love for us. Yeah, He's because- not... He's not interested in punishment. No, because if he were, he could just destroy everybody. We're yeah. all false. This could be controversial to say, but I don't think, I, I look at the scriptures. He's not interested in punishment. He is interested in discipline. Yeah. Those are different things. And he's a God of justice. He is a God of justice. Different things. And he's a God of discipline. Yes. Every approach, every effort that God has done was to reunite his people back to him. Reunite his children back to him yes and he uses discipline now will god discipline you yes do we like it no we it'll be painful <laughs> yes it, it'll it, he will correct you he will yeah. guide you he will discipline you and at some and sometimes yeah sometimes it'll be it'll be painful yeah but it's there's a difference scripture talks about godly sorrow and worldly sorrow that that worldly sorrow brings uh, anguish but godly sorrow leads to repentance if repentance leads to changing directions, right? Yeah. Which is what? Stop hurting yourself. 
Yes. Stop harming yourself. That is God's goal. Mm-hmm. Our freedom, mm-hmm. our liberation, our our way towards salvation, and that means mindset and actual life. But it starts with your mind. If you see yourself as a victim, if you see yourself as a victim of uh, your work environment, if you see yourself as a victim of the system, if you see yourself as a victim of life, it's going to be hard for you to see yourself as a victor. And what the scripture is telling us, listen, we have a father that shows compassion toward us. He shows compassion even toward our sin, not the sin itself, but toward us as sinful people, because he wants us to, he wants us to be rescued. He wants to give us salvation from that. Mm-hmm. And it begins in your mind, receiving and believing so that we can be led by God toward salvation. Yes. Next verse. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. Oh, I love that the Lord does not just think of you. Yeah. Or me. We think of today, right? We think of right now. We think of right now. We think of getting a better car. We think of getting a bigger house. We think of traveling. We think of uh, a comfort. Happy. We think of immediate happy. happiness. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. We want success now. We now. want success next year. Maybe even within the this decade, we think, oh, what I'm going to be in five years, in 10 years. But the Lord thinks about your grandchildren. The Lord thinks about our grandchildren's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. He thinks about what's going to happen 10 generations I mean, from you. You be- find that in scriptures a lot. Yeah. He's setting up a generation. Yeah. Like yeah. he comes to Abraham, but like he's setting up Jacob and Joseph. And he and tells like- to Abraham, this is going to happen to your seed. They're going to yeah. be enslaved and then I'm going to raise somebody and they will be liberated. Yeah. What what Abraham does from that moment on matters. Yes. It could have an effect. It can have I mean how them. how would you behave if you knew that what you did today mattered to your grandbaby? Yeah. Like yes. I don't know. What to me I'm like wait 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 what? So my decisions right now are going to impact whether my grandchild yeah. is going to be living for the Lord or being successful in life, finding her his purpose. Would, like, wouldn't you want wouldn't you want to bless the holy name of the one who can actually lead you to have a life that will have a positive impact? Yes. On that on that person oh that's coming gosh. up in your family line. Oh my gosh. Would you wouldn't you want to submit yourself to this amazing God who has the capacity and the ability to design your life and lead your life in a way that your grandchildren's grandchildren can be blessed because of the way you lived? Well, I mean, I don't know. We, about we can't do that. We can't do that for ourselves. No, you can't make that happen. No, no. We 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 need God's power. I don't know about y'all, but for me, I'm like, oh, what I do today has impact. To, like set up my kids and grandkids and great grandkids and blah blah so that they could point back and say grandma you know grandfather they set us up like granny miller 
Granny Miller. Okay, I don't want to. <laughs> but they set us up. Think about that. That's yeah. legacy. Yeah. Like, shoot, a car will go, new phone, new whatever, yeah. right? All this stuff is so passing and so fleeting. But the things that remain outlast us, outlive us. Uh, that that stuff is next yeah. level. God's next level to me. God is next level. <laughs> Can you remember that God is good? Can you remember that he's for you? Can you remember that he's bigger? Can you keep your mindset on the greatness of God and the fact that he's leading you, not just for yourself, but for your children, your grandchildren, whether you have kids or not? Mm -hmm. He's using you to impact generations, whether you plan on having kids or not. He's using you to affect those around you, the generations to come, your mentorship, your influence. It can have an impact on somebody. Your prayer can change somebody's lineage, somebody's generation. Yeah. Know that he is for you and choose to live a life that blesses God. Choose to live a life each day that blesses his holy name. Can I encourage mm -hmm. you to trust him today with your life? Trust this amazing God that knows the future and that wants to lead you into a bright future. Last passage of today. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word. Obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God is great. Bless the Lord. Bless Just the Lord. Take time. Bless the Lord. <laughs> There's so much in there. Just bless him. Take yeah. them, you know, we I, can we can complain about everything. Yeah. We can spend our time focusing on stuff that will pass yeah. and in a year from now won't even matter. Yeah. Debating items that, you know, again won't matter in yeah. six months to a year. But every time you spend blessing the Lord is a seed into your relationship with him and it grows and it develops and it produces fruit. And blessing the Lord is never wasted time. Yeah. Here's what I noticed. And here's what this psalm uh, teaches us. I've noticed that in my life, in our life, and this psalm teaches us. When you bless the Lord, when you choose to submit your life to the Lord, you begin to see God's plan in your life. But then it goes beyond that. You begin to see God outside of you. That's all he's saying. Bless the Lord, his holy angels. Bless the word, those who do his word. Bless the word, those who do his works. You begin to see that God is present. Everywhere. He is moving. He is looking to bless his people. He's available and ready. He's in our world. He's in our atmosphere. He's in our, our, our lives. And so you, you, you begin to have boldness to bless the Lord and call those things that are around you to also bless the Lord. Let me encourage you to do that to confess God's greatness, to remember that His kingdom rules over all, to remember that He is the one. And let us be the ones who do His will. Let me encourage you to bless the Lord with all your soul. And let us bless His holy name. Amen. 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 Listen, we want to invite you, those of you who have not made a decision yet to follow Jesus. Maybe you're on the fence. Maybe you've been checking us out. 
And I want to encourage you to make this prayer together. All of us, let's all pray together in unison as a chain of prayer around this country. For those of you who are out of state, repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus come, into my heart. come into my heart. I give you my past, my, past, my present, and my future. And future. Forgive, me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I want to realign my life with you. I want to learn to bless you, O oh God. I want to learn to bless you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. I give you all my life today, Jesus. Be my Lord from this day forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe something changed and that you were born again. We encourage you with three things. First is this. you got to allow today be a day of new beginnings. Tomorrow... You know, voices are going to say, nothing changed yesterday. You were just watching a video. You're, you're just listening to a podcast. That's not true. Your prayer of faith can connect you to God in a brand new way. So allow today be a day, to be a day of new beginnings. And tomorrow, begin the day by talking to God. Just like you talk to a friend. Give him your day. Give him your thoughts. Ask him to guide you. Yeah, and if you don't know what to say, read the psalm. Exactly. Read this psalm. Read the Great the idea. Psalm. Great idea. Second thing is, read your Bible every day. You can start with this psalm. Uh, we encourage you to start in the book of John because it, it, it just tells you of the life of Jesus. But um, if you don't have a Bible uh, and you want to start reading right now, you can go to your app store and download the YouVersion app. Or you can come to our service on Sunday and pick up a free Bible, free of mm -hmm. charge. We'll give you a Bible. And third thing is, you got to come back as often as you can. The church is not a me. The church is a we. You by yourself cannot be the church. You're only the church when you're connected to other believers. And the authority, the blessing, the, the, the power to change things has been given to the church. Jesus said that the gates of hell will not stand against my church. So it's important that you be a part of a body, the body of Christ, that you be connected to a church. And if you don't live in this area, find a Bible-based church. But for those of you who are near Stanford, Come next Sunday, be connected to Connect Community. We want you as part of this church. We yes. love you. We want you to be connected to God right here at Connect Community so we can be a family of believers that are connected uh, in a deeper way in changing our world so that all can bless His holy name. Those are the three things. We love you guys so much. Thank you for being with us today. And don't, for, don't forget, next Sunday. Next two Sundays. Next two Sundays. We're in person. Next two Sundays. Two. Yay! next two Sundays. <laughs> we'll be together in person. We love you so much. Have a great Sunday, everybody. And we'll see you again.